It's a little hard to believe. We are going on eight years since the church in the United States had its new missile translation. Remember, and with your spirit was a bit of a stumbling block for a lot of us. I liken it to the church's version of Y2K. A lot of hullabaloo, but didn't really affect us that much, and we just sort of got on with it. One of the smallest changes, though, in that new missile translation from way back in 2011, something very subtle, something that not a lot of people even notice. It's not very prominent, and it only occurs tonight. That little change, little rubric, says very simply that at the veneration of the cross that we will have in a few minutes, the celebrant, just the celebrant, venerates the cross with his shoes off. It's kind of an odd thing if you think about it. Why would, we take, why would I take off my shoes in order to venerate the cross? Well, that gesture, especially in ancient times, symbolized humility before the holiest things. And on a night like tonight, brothers and sisters, we are approaching a very special place. We are on holy ground. There are even examples of this gesture taking place in the Old Testament. Joshua, as he was about to to conquer Jericho, had an encounter with an angel as he was giving him all of these instructions of, you know, walking around the city. And this first words out of the angel's mouth, he commanded Joshua to take off his shoes for the place he was standing was holy. And most prominently in the Old Testament, Moses in the burning bush, that most profound encounter with God in the Old Testament, before the gospel, that was the moment where God probably spoke directly and interacted most directly with a human being. And what did God tell Moses through that burning bush? Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy. I love this gesture that's applied to our celebration tonight. And even two years ago when I was at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem, the place where our Lord died and was buried, albeit temporarily, when I went to the place of Calvary, I made sure to take off my shoes because that was the place where our Lord's blood dripped on our earth and saved us of our sins. The holiest place on earth, that church of the Holy Sepulchre. Such a beautiful place, such a holy place. And at each Mass, really, we're at the foot of Calvary, although tonight isn't a Mass, though. We defer, if you will, to that one sacrifice made once and for all. Our remembrance that takes place at every Mass gives way to the real thing today. But yet we are still here. And Calvary is just as real to us here as it is at any other Mass we attend. We approach at Calvary, and we approach tonight the holiest mysteries of our faith. We approach the place where God did His best work, and where God's presence was most felt in our entire universe. 
I mean, think about what happened here. The cross and what happened at the cross is greater than any apparition of God speaking through an angel, greater than any time that God spoke through a cloud or appeared in a pillar of fire taking up a sacrifice to him or any time that a voice spoke from heaven. It's greater than the Ark of the Covenant, greater than the Grand Temple of Solomon where he dwelt in the Old Testament, and it's even greater than the place where Jesus was born. This is the place where the blood of God himself was shed. So it is almost right that we fall to the ground here. And even as we chant in a few minutes, the Savior of the world truly hung upon that cross. The sacrifice of our salvation occurred here. All of human sinfulness was present here as well, but so was the fullness of divine mercy. That was here too. The fullness of God's love poured out for us. All of that happening at Calvary, happening on the cross. And so before these mysteries, as we approach them, as we see these most overwhelming and great profound mysteries of our faith, as we see how great the mystery of the cross is, as we see the ugliness of sin but the beauty of divine grace, our only response must be that of reverence and holy fear before everything that God has done for us. Before these great mysteries of our faith, we also see and realize how small we are how imperfect, fragile, fickle, and even sometimes morally weak we are. And so we venerate the cross with that holy, virtuous, and selfless fear of having offended one that we love and who we know loves us so much. It is the time where we atone for our sinfulness, the times we have failed to love God and neighbor with everything we have, it's the time where we also see what God had to do in order to save us, what God went through, and what he endured on our behalf. That is what the cross means to us tonight, brothers and sisters. It's all of our sins that God took upon himself. We kiss and venerate the cross tonight because our Lord embraced his. And we pray that we have the strength to do the same in our own lives. The cross is the place of the greatest encounter between God and humanity, where the rubber meets the road when it comes to love. It is the greatest of theophanies and the holiest and most sacred place on earth. So let us approach the cross tonight with hearts humbled and contrite, aware that by our sinfulness we helped put our Lord on the cross, but with affection for Christ, with the confidence of knowing that this is the place where God poured himself out to us. It is truly holy ground.